0: Good news, mama. Welcome back to the podcast. If you're new here, please know that I am honored you would choose to spend your precious time listening. I do not take that for granted. As a busy mom of three little boys, I know that time is my most valuable resource. And if you're like me, you want to use that time feeding on something that will build you up. So on this podcast, we laugh, we cry, we encourage, and we speak the truth. Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way the truth and the life and no one comes to the father but by me it's why we're here it's why we make it our aim on this podcast to point others to jesus the true source of life my name is lynn carter beyond being a wife mama and child of god i'm also a recovering perfectionist and your host on the good news mama podcast here i help mamas grow their faith and families closer to jesus and i am so glad you're here Welcome, Mama. I'm so glad that you're here. Part of what God's put in my heart this year to do with the Good News Mama podcast is to literally share with you the good news. I know that as a busy mom, sitting down to read the Word is not always the easiest thing. Yes, I block out time. Yes, things happen. But I thought, how awesome would it be just to be able to put in your earphones and or your earbuds and be able to listen to God's Word while you're washing the dishes and hearing from a friend as you're doing it. So let's start with the prayer. God, thank you for your word. Thank you that it is truth. It is powerful. It has authority over every living thing on this earth. God, it is your word breathed into us, breathing life into us. And God, I pray that you'd open our eyes as these words are read. I pray that your spirit would work. I pray that the mama listening to this would pause and stop and pray as she sees fit as your spirit leads um, and just change hearts and lives through the power of your spoken word, through the power of your written word. And I lift it up to you in Jesus name. Amen. Hey, Mama. Today we're getting into the book of Philippians. This is a New Testament book that was written by the Apostle Paul. It was written when he was in prison in Rome. He wrote it to the church at Philippi. And in Philippians, Paul offers encouragement for Christian living, particularly those who endure through life's trials. Anybody know about that? Alongside letters to the Colossians, Philemon, and Ephesians, Philippians was written by the Apostle Paul to the culturally diverse church in Philippi while he was imprisoned in Rome. He writes to thank the Philippians for their financial partnership and to encourage their faith. In a stark contrast to Paul's bleak surroundings, the letter has a distinctly joyful tone, with references to joy or rejoicing made some 16 times throughout the letter. Paul claims he has learned contentment even through beatings, imprisonment, and threats against his life for the sake of the gospel. With language that is both deeply personal and humble, Paul takes the focus off the trials and instead points how our endurance furthers the gospel of Christ. Regardless of the outcome of his prison sentence, Paul states that to live is Christ and to die is gain. He exhorts the church to dwell in unity, to humbly exalt Christ, and to bear light to a broken world. He encourages all believers to finish the race well, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead end quote, for the glory of Christ. Philippians chapter one. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all God's holy people in Christ Jesus at Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. "'knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. "'The former preach Christ out of selfish ambition, "'not sincerely, supposing they can stir up trouble for me "'while I'm in chains, but what does it matter? "'The important thing is that in every way, "'whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. "'And because of this, I rejoice.'" Yes, and I will continue to rejoice, for I know that through your prayers and God's provision of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage, so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. If I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then, whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in the one spirit, are striving together as one for the faith of the gospel without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. This is a sign to them that they will be destroyed, but that you will be saved, and that by God. For it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for him, since you are going through the same struggle you saw I had, and now hear that I still have. Chapter 2 Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and one of, and of one mind. Therefore, my friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill His good purpose. But even if I am being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you, so you too should be glad and rejoice with me. I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, that I also may be cheered when I receive the news, receive news about you. I have no one else like him who will show genuine concern for your welfare. For everyone looks out for their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ." But you know that Timothy has proved himself because as a son with his father, he has served with me in the work of the gospel. I hope, therefore, to send him as soon as I see how things go with me, and I am confident in the Lord that I myself will come soon. Therefore I am all the more eager to send him so that when you see him again you may be glad and I may have less anxiety. So then welcome him in the Lord with great joy and honor people like him because he almost died for the work of Christ. He risked his life to make up for the help you yourselves could not give me. Chapter 3. Further my brothers and sisters rejoice in the Lord. It is no trouble for me to write again for me to write the same things to you again and it is a safeguard for you. Watch out for those dogs, those evildoers, those mutilators of the flesh. For it is we who are the circumcision, we who serve God by his spirit, who boast in Christ Jesus and who put no confidence in the flesh, though I myself have reasons for such confidence. If someone else thinks that they have reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law, a Pharisee, as for zeal, persecuting the church, as for righteousness based on the law, fallless, but whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Jesus Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God. Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us, then, who are mature, should take such a view of things, and if on some point you think differently, that too God would make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. Join together in following my example, brothers and sisters, and just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. I plead with Eudea, and I plead with Syntyche, to be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women, since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers, whose names are in the book of life. Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace be, will be with you. I rejoiced greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through Him who gives me strength. Yet it was good of you to share in my troubles. Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out for Macedonia... Not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving, except only you. Excuse me, except you only. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid more than once when I was in need. Not that I desire your gifts. What I desire is that more be credited to your account. I have received full payment and have more than enough. I am amply supplied now that I have received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent. They are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet all God's people in Christ Jesus. The brothers and sisters who are with me send greetings. All God's people here send you greetings, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Lord, I just thank you for the believer listening to this that's chosen to hear and receive your word. God, I pray that they would find strength and comfort in the joy that comes through knowing Jesus and just furthering your kingdom with the gospel of Jesus Christ. God, I pray you just embolden our faith, that you'd help us to encourage each other and just to find joy in you and that our lives will reflect that and that ultimately people will be drawn to the joy that's inside of us and that from there we can witness and testify to your goodness and share your love with them and the truth about who Jesus is and what he's done in our lives. Lord, help us to make our testimony available to others and not shrink back when we might feel like we don't really know what to say or know what to do, but the truth is, God, we've been testifying to your goodness through our whole lives. From every way that we act and treat other people, they see it and they notice it. And I just pray that would be the first um, first part of being aware of how our testimony is shared so that the rest of it and the words and the things that we think matter the most um, will be conveyed clearly. But God, your truth is conveyed through our lives and through our love for others. And your word even says that, others will know that we are your disciples by our love. And so I just pray for the believer right now and ask that this truth will go forth and advance your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.